It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's deflected. And picked up Mason. He'll take it in. It's a pick six and a touchdown. Bell into the middle of that line. And it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder. 85 yards. There was contact with a quarterback and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and what? it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the weekend mailbag. So, of course, we welcome in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And, of course, above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. So, the last time we did a mailbag, we were talking about TV shows. And there were a ton of people that were recommending shows. So, I thought that to start this week... We would get back into some of the shows that were being recommended. Downtown Sports Jets Dan says Schlitz Creek. I've heard good things, but I've never seen it. Peaky Blinders, Sons of Anarchy. We talked about that before. Chris Benchiello says The Expanse. Never seen that. And also Ruri Faye. This is a really good one. An oldie but a goodie. This is a lost gem. Freaks and Geeks, which was a Judd Apatow show, and that was when he was first starting to come up in the business. The show didn't last that long. I think it was only on for two seasons, but a lot of future big-time stars were on that show. Jason Siegel, who later became a superstar on How I Met Your Mother, was on Freaks and Geeks. Linda Cardellini, who went on to a bunch of shows. I think she was on ER for a while. She was on that show. You also had James Franco who was on there as a young kid and you could see that he had star potential. Busy Phillips was on Freaks and Geeks, so a ton of talent. Seth Rogen as well, how could I forget him? He's probably, if not the biggest star, Franco's probably the biggest star, but Rogen was probably the second biggest star in that entire show as far as what he turned into later on. So if you want to see a lot of people that were young, upcoming talents that turned into just big-time superstars and you want to see what a young Judd Apatow could do, Freaks and Geeks, high recommendation. Yeah, I, I remember Freaks and Geeks. Uh it was it was definitely interesting. I I didn't see it at the time. I went back to watch it, and it, my fascination was it was just watching all these old people, uh, you know, these people that we had come to know um, through all. You know, Seth Rogen. I had seen almost most of the stuff he did. James Franco, Busy Phillips, all those people. Um, so that it was an interesting show, but it, it's not something that I I watched at the time. But uh, yeah, just talk about Jason Siegel. Uh, I just how I met your mother. I watched a lot and enjoyed it for most of it. But forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of my favorite movies, and I will talk about that movie. So if you haven't seen that movie, forgetting Sarah Marshall, do yourself a favor and watch that. 
One last show that somebody mentioned was Homicide Life on the Street. Absolutely loved that show. Someone also mentioned Treme. I think it's worth bringing both of those up because they were both David Simon projects that didn't get as much acclaim as The Wire. But Homicide was on for, I believe, six or seven seasons on NBC. Outstanding show. That's where Andre Brower really made his name. If you're a big Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan, you know him as Captain Holt now. But before that, he was Frank Pembleton, one of the greatest television characters of all time. I've always felt like that was one of the more authentic cop shows. Believe it or not, Treme, I've never gotten the opportunity to check out, but I definitely want to because I've liked David Simon's other work. Homicide had a great cast of characters too. The John Munch character that became popular in SVU started on Homicide. The storyline was that he moved back to New York from Baltimore, which is where the character was in Homicide, and that's how he ended up on SVU. But you also had Melissa Leo, who was a fantastic actress. The late Yafet Kato was on there. Some tremendous talent. And then if you are a Wire fan, Clark Johnson, who played Gus, the senior reporter in season five, and also directed a ton of episodes for The Wire, he was one of the main characters on Homicide, and he was one of the few that was there from day one all the way through to the end. Chris, did you ever check out Homicide and Tremaine? Because I know you love The Wire. Yeah, I missed I missed Homicide. I just never went back. Uh, Tremaine, I just didn't, never did. Uh, I was struggling with really seeing uh, that I'd be interested in, in that uh, show, uh, the, you know. Jazz music, post Katrina, uh, like I'm sure it was exceptional, but it, the subject matter just wasn't exactly my cup of tea. What I was looking for. Next question comes in from Gaston Confused. He says, "Any chance we can get Stephen Regal's Real Man's Man to be the theme song for Braden Man? Boy, I hope so. Especially if he starts booting those punts all the way down the field. I would love for the PA guy to do it. The sound guy at MetLife Stadium has played a ton." Of pro wrestling themes over the years So I wouldn't be totally shocked You could also get soul man Or anything with the word man in it Next question from Michael Christopher Again he says what would your thoughts Be on taking a flyer and bringing in Antonio Brown I know the off the field circus Wouldn't be what Gase wants but the guy Produces on the football field and would give Donald the true number one wide receiver For a cheap amount of money might be in the minority But I would do it First of all, regardless of what you think, Douglas and Gase aren't bringing him in, so forget about it. But as far as our opinion, I just think he'd be more trouble than he's worth. Yeah, he's an outstanding player, but every week would be a pain. And then after a couple weeks, he would do something that would force the team to release him. I just don't think it would be worth it for as talented as he is. Yeah, I mean, again, as you said, uh, not only is Adam Gase not doing it, but... uh, Joe Douglas isn't doing it, and neither of them would do it if uh, some anybody else was in uh, paired with them to make that decision. Um, so, fortunately, I don't have to give this too much serious thought because if I did, maybe I'd lean more towards it. But I do s- still sit here and just you just I can't I can't trust him day to day. What he's what's he gonna do? Um, and I I'm one for. Uh, character concerns tending to be a little overblown and willing to give guys other shots. But what we've seen from Antonio Brown the last couple of years, and then also even more, maybe more worrisome is the stuff we've heard about, like how good of a job the Steelers did at keeping his previous stuff under wraps that people, people didn't really know about it. Um, 
I don't think this was just a, you know a one year thing with him. Um, so I, I'd I'd probably shy away from it. But again, I know that we don't really have to give this much thought because neither Joe Douglas or Adam Gase are interested. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Joe Horning. He says, is Braden Mann already the greatest punter in Jets history? When are the rookies officially getting assigned numbers so that I can buy a Mims jersey? Joe, I'll tell you, I'd have to really go back and do a thorough study of the punters over the years because off the top of my head, I'm getting a little Swiss cheesed with that. But he certainly has a chance to be in the discussion if he's anywhere near as good as advertised. As far as the rookie jerseys, Chris, any idea when those are going to be available? I mean, uh, they'll probably be uh, when they're available or when you want to buy them because I would wait until uh, after preseason games to buy one, uh, for especially for some players because players sometimes change jerseys after training camp. We've learned this over the last couple of years. Um, sometimes, you know, a player's already got the number that they want and they're not going to make a fuss about it. <clears throat> so sometimes they change it, but I would think, uh, it's it, normally we get them rookie mini camp. Uh, we're obviously not going to have that. Uh, we'll see now that the Murphy has said that the teams are allowed to back at the facilities. So maybe we'll get some mini camps. If we get some mini camps then you'll get, uh, numbers then. 
but again, that's not, they're not necessarily permanent at that time. Um, if there's no mini camp, then we'll get them at training camp. Next questions come in from Joe Rowe. He says, any shot Winters wins a starting job at guard? If he sticks on the roster, yeah, absolutely there's a chance that he wins the job. Also, is there a chance that Adoga beats out Fant for the other tackle spot and Fant becomes the highest paid swing tackle in the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. If Adoga outplays Fant, he will start. Yes to both of them. And if Brian Winters is healthy during that, the, the whole uh, training camp and preseason, then I'd actually be surprised if he didn't win it um maybe not surprised might be a little strong but i'd be i'd be a little surprised if he didn't win it if if he's healthy and throughout that whole time then now if that happens he'll probably play for two weeks get hurt and then he'll struggle because he's gonna play through the injury um but yeah that wouldn't surprise me at all and chuma doga beating out fam wouldn't surprise me in the least at all um, if he can't, then that's going to tell us all, pretty much all I need to know about uh, Adoga going forward. Next question comes in from J.P. Waxer. He says, when I look at the draft, I see several picks that seem to be deferred gratification picks, balancing costs and roles in 2021 and beyond. Does that sound right? Is this a longer-term plan by Joe Douglas? In a lot of ways, yeah, because Cameron Clark is probably not starting in 2020. Denzel Mims is a guy that everybody knows is going to struggle a bit in 2020. Even Becton, who will probably start day one, is going to have his share of struggles in 2020. We know that James Morgan is not going to be the backup until 2021. We also know that P. Ryan is certainly not going to be the lead back in 2020. And if you take it a little bit further, you've got Bryce Hall, who's a guy that's banged up. Maybe he's not the starter, at least at the beginning of 2020. Maybe by the end of 2020, he takes the job. And Ashton Davis, yeah, he's going to play quite a bit the first year, but I don't think he's going to be the starting free safety until the plan probably comes into play where Marcus May leaves, doesn't get paid a second deal, and Davis takes over. So yeah, I think a lot of those picks were made with an eye towards the long term as opposed to just short term because as much as people don't want to hear this, Joe Douglas is rebuilding the roster. Yeah, absolutely. He He's remaking the roster in his image and the way that he wants to do it. Uh, you know, he, he's making a long-term uh, build on this roster and I have no problem with it. Uh, I would have, you know, we've talked about this before. I would have preferred a little bit more, uh, you know, one extra receiver, uh, things of that nature, but the, the general uh, strategy was, was solid. And I think that is how you go about building a roster. You don't – too many people look at the draft as how do we get better this year, especially fans. How do we get better this specific year? Well, no, you want them to – yes, you would like them to contribute right away. But if you give me the choice of getting a player for four – let's just say four years. We'll throw out the first round because they get the five years. And that player is going to be good for year one, but he's not going to get better – or you're going to say somebody who might not even see the field for year one, but you think will be really good for those second, uh, those final three years of the deal. I'm taking those sit out year ones every time. 
One last question before we go. Chris had to run, but I'll answer this one because it's addressed to me only anyway. It's from Tim. He says, Scott, what are your favorite wrestling podcasts? You talk about wrestling a lot. I know you're a big fan. What do you like to listen to? Because I haven't been able to find any that I really like. It's weird because with wrestling, it sort of depends on what your tastes are. So if you just want general wrestling or you want news and such... The one that I like the best is the Observer podcast. That's with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. The only problem with those podcasts is you got to be a member of their site in order to listen to it. But if you want wrestling news, those two are the best to go to. I generally don't miss their podcast. They usually do two or three a week. And then Alvarez does a bunch of them the rest of the week. But Meltzer, who is the king of pro wrestling news... Does a couple of them per week with Alvarez And then beyond that I'm a big fan of the old school territories So I really like Memphis Memories with my friend Randy Hales I also like the Jerry Lawler show With Jerry Lawler and my friend Sean Reedy as the co-host I'm a little biased because I'm mentioning Friends podcasts But still I listen all the time and really like them I like the podcast that Conrad Thompson does with Bruce Pritchard The one with Jim Ross is pretty good too I don't really like the Eric Bischoff one though Because Eric doesn't seem to remember much So it's kind of useless He says I don't recall like 800 times an episode So I listened to that once or twice And then I jumped off the bandwagon I do like Talk is Jericho And the thing that's interesting about that is He does a lot of shows that have nothing to do with wrestling So sometimes I'll listen, sometimes I won't Because if he has on a musician I like I might check it out But I generally will listen to the wrestling versions. So those are my favorite wrestling podcasts, I guess, off the top of my head at least. That's going to wrap things up for part one of the Weekend Mailbag. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure that you are following Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. Subscribe to Badlands if you haven't already. The subscription-only podcast with Joe Caparoso and Connor Rogers. You get the 10-part docuseries covering the 10 years that the Jets have been out in the wilderness and how they can get back to where they need to be. And then they've been doing weekly podcasts with great guests as well. Plus, Connor's been dropping all kinds of interesting tidbits that he's been holding on to from sources that he's heard from that he hasn't let out anywhere else. So only place to get that is Badlands. Go ahead and subscribe on Podbean or check out the link at Jay Caparoso or at Connor J. Rogers on Twitter. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn of the Jets Digital and turnofthejets.com.